final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. Great to have you on board. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. Forgotten Fire Winery. I was just up there this past weekend. I'm telling you, great people and really good wines. And wines that have won awards. Many awards. Not just one or two, but many but they don't act like it. They're not pretentious in any way, shape, or form. And they uh, they, uh, they just, you know, like they said, if you want to put ice in it, put ice in it. If you want to drink red wine with fish, do it. If you want to drink white wine with meat, do it. Whatever you enjoy, do it. And that's the way they make their wines. And they, it, they, they call it fun in a bottle, and they're not lying. Not at all. Do a tasting by going up to the winery, or if you already have something that you're fond of, uh, you can find it in your grocery stores. I know Woodman's carries it, uh, but you, a lot of the local liquor stores, wine shops, things like that. Uh, stop in and check out Forgotten Fire Winery, ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. Really, really good people up there. And if you do go up into Peshtigo, say hi to, to Jake and Chris and Melissa and everybody. They're just really, really good people. Jake makes the wine, and Chris and Melissa, they uh, they own the winery. It's 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 good stuff. Uh, Rasul Douglas playing for the Green Bay Packers back with the Packers did he think the Packers would offer him a contract at the end of the season I was hoping I didn't know you never know you know it's the business but uh, I was hoping that I would be here I mean I love it here he loves it there why did he decide to report to a voluntary OTA this week keep learning to keep building with my teammates they here so why would I not be here so, uh, man, a few words, obviously. Uh, was there a point last year that he decided, yep, you know what? Green Bay, that's that's not only the place I want to play this past season, but this is a place that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call home for a while. Yeah, just being here, um, guys welcoming me in. And then, honestly, my first home game here, I was like, yeah, I won't be here forever. You know what I'm saying? So. There you go. Getting the contract, more incentive for you? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a lot more. And um, working off season, um, getting here, I'm ready to like put it together now and show. There you go. And uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, you're drafting players, Eric Stokes in the first round, they sign him. Jair Alexander gets a new contract. They're investing uh, this money into that uh, defensive backfield. So what's the message to players? Uh, we're trying to be the best secondary. That's what we want to be. We've got the best two safeties, best three corners. So trying to put all that together. There you go. There you go. Why did he decline? Uh, there was other teams that wanted to come after him in free agency. So why, you know, and he ended up coming to the Green Bay Packers. He decided on the Packers. Why did he decline interviews with other teams during free agency? I wanted to be here, and I think the coaches, uh, my teammates wanted me to be here as well. So it was always a kind of mutual decision. There you go. That's it. That's it. Rasul Douglas, man of few words when it comes to wanting to be back. One of the guys at the OTAs for the Green Bay Packers. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Again, 877-867-1670. You can also uh, track us down uh, over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Ben Z. Kenny, producing the program. You can find us over on Facebook, The Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michaels Show over on Facebook. You can also uh, track us down via YouTube. Go to YouTube.com. 
youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Subscribe. It's absolutely free. You can subscribe there. You can uh, subscribe on Twitch. Uh, you can also email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, and find us at thebillmichaels.com, thebillmichaels.com. Um, ben, so the Saudi golf thing, I, I wanted to talk about this for just a second. So the, uh, the, the Saudi golf field, does this, because there's so much discussion about the Saudi golfers and about Phil Mickelson and the derogatory remarks he made and the book that came out is obviously there's going that that's that's thrown fuel on that fire, which otherwise I don't think many people would be paying attention to, you know, but are you interested in to see the Saudi golf field? I was interested to see the field. I can't say I'll be doing much watching of the events, but I mean, so much was made over the last couple months because the Phil stuff, as you mentioned, came out. But then after that, there have been so many rumors about who would be joining, about why they would be joining, about how much money is involved. So they released most of the field last night. And the uh, there's been a lot of response, I guess, because Dustin Johnson, as I mentioned earlier, was in that field and he is the one Mm -hmm. big time megastar. The reports were like one hundred fifty million is what they offered him. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how it plays out, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, Now, Graham McDowell uh, lost the RBC as a statement. As a result of the decisions made by professional golfers Dustin Johnson and Graham McDowell, McDowell, uh, Johnson as well, to play in the LIV Golf Invitational Series opener, RBC is terminating their sponsorship agreement with both players. We wish them well in their future endeavors. Uh, Dustin Johnson, two-time major champion, was one of the biggest surprises among the 42 players released for the LIV opener, which is scheduled June 9th through the 11th at the Centurion Club outside of London. Uh, it coincides with the RBC Canadian Open in Ontario, which uh, will be played on June 9th through the 12th. The bank also sponsors the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina. Uh, that comes up in mid-April, as we all know. And they signed Johnson to a multi-year uh, sponsorship deal in February when he was the number one ranked player in the world. He is currently 13th right now and uh, in the world making him the highest-paid ranked player in the LIV field. Uh, And a spokesperson for TaylorMade as well, which is a multi-year deal with Johnson to play uh, the balls and the clubs, declined to comment uh, right now. But, um, and also, uh, you know, um, um, Lee Westwood, possibly losing his UPS sponsorship as well because of this. So there's some guy. Then again, if the Saudis are paying you gobs of money, you don't care about the sponsorships anymore, right? Not at all. Here's what's interesting, because there's only one other young up-and-coming player they got. It's Taylor Gooch. Probably only golf nuts like myself would know him well. But most of the guys leaving are the older guys that no longer can compete. So you kind of understand it. Yet at the same time, they're not really going to be missed. They didn't go pick Mm -hmm. off some of the best players. What they did do is they got a bunch of the top college guys and amateurs. I've heard people say that they offered them maybe six million up front plus 250K per event plus whatever they would win. So that could equal around, I don't know, eight, nine million a year. And they gave Mm -hmm. that to like a 21 year old Michigan State senior. 
who and those are the guys that are supposed to be the future of the PGA Tour. So they started focusing on all the college guys, give them a lot of money because making the tour from college is a grind. You have to go through all of these stages. And instead they say, hey, here's generational money. You could skip that. So now we just Mm -hmm. wait to see what the tour does because they said a while ago they would ban whoever would tee it up in these events. Now we'll see with Dustin Johnson as one name or a bunch of the young guys coming out of college if they backtrack on that. And if they do, how much leverage do they lose? Because now other players say, hey, well, I don't really care about middle of the year PGA events. I'd rather go make money, play eight events a year and then play in majors. Right. So it's interesting. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Martin Keimer, Sergio Garcia. Remember Sergio who said, uh, I can't wait to get out of this and get rid of you or something like that regarding the PGA and the rules committee when he was going through the back and forth with uh, the rules uh, judges. Uh, was that during the Masters, I think, or it, what tournament it was, was at that? It was at the Wells Fargo a couple of weeks the ago. The Wells Fargo, yeah. Uh, and then there's Charles Schwartzel, uh, Schwartzel which was a 2011 major uh, Masters champion. Graham McDowell, as we all know. Luis Oosthuizen, uh, he was the 2010 Open Championship. So um, all of those guys have picked up. Have been picked up by the LIV Golf Tournament. Um that was released and their sponsors are starting to bail on them. They don't really care, but we'll wait and see. Um, McElroy uh, was asked whether the tour should severely discipline players who compete in the LIV events to dissuade others from doing so in the future. He took kind of a softer stance on the threat and the breakaway circuit uh, than he had had in the past. He said, I certainly don't think they should drop the hammer. I uh, see. Look, they're well within their rights to enforce the rules and regulations that have been set, but it's going to end up being an argument about uh, those rules and regulations. And he said, I have some very close friends that are playing in this event in London, and I certainly wouldn't want to stand in their way from them doing what they feel is right for themselves. I'm not, it's not something that I would do personally, but I certainly understand why some of the guys have decided to play in London, and it's something that we are all just going to keep an eye on and see what happens over there the next few weeks. So uh, that's what's going on in that LIV event, which has been contentious. It's it's drawn a lot of uh, kind of a line in the sand between the PGA and the LIV. And, you know, you got the, the memorial getting underway tomorrow, which I love. Uh, I love that um, in Dublin, uh, Ohio, right outside of Columbus, uh, Jack Nicholas's home course, the one that he built. You ever played there, Ben? No, I haven't done oh. much traveling and golfing. A lot in this oh, okay. state, but I haven't done much outside. Um, obviously, I lived in Columbus for a while, and then I actually did radio in Columbus, and the radio station I used to work at was literally five minutes from the course. It was on the same street. Man. Right down the street. And um, so I got a chance to play it numerous times. Um, and I have one around to... here. What's that? Uh, the beautiful Odana Hills public golf course, Madison's <laughs> Finest. Come on now. I've, I, um, you know what? I've never played there. I've played a lot of the public courses, um, but like uh, we're going to be playing Ironwood next week. We're back at Wild Ridge. We got Turtleback coming up. Uh, I played Brandy Brook and, uh, you know, a few of the nice ones around here. I've had a chance to play Aaron Hills and, and I've been lucky enough to play, you know, like Whistling and Black Wolf Run and all that kind of stuff. And so it's, you know, it's, I've, I've, I've got a chance to play a few decent golf courses, I'll say, in my day which I enjoy, but nevertheless, 
uh, yeah, the the memorial, beautiful setting. Uh, and you'd never guess that that's where it's at because it's right in the middle, almost in the middle of downtown Columbus, Ohio. But uh, great place. But, yeah, that's the big controversy right now regarding the, the PGA and the LIV is that when those names came out, uh, Jay Monahan met with several agents of the tour players at Muirfield Village um, uh, today, and the message to them was once again clear, according to the sources, choose the PGA Tour over the LIV Golf uh, International Series. Players will not be allowed to play on both. And they're, they're, they're going to say they're going to stand, stand steadfast to that. It is what it is. But there's more money to be made uh, in the Saudi uh, Golf League, if you will. Um, but, again, as Phil Mickelson brought up, there has been other issues regarding that. And some players are saying, I'm not a political person, but when you do this, you certainly are delving into that world. So we'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670, Hit us up. Feel free to go ahead and do so. This portion of the program brought to you by the Social House, H-A-U-S, uh, which, who, by the way, they have a golf league on Monday nights as well on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. They play down the street. So if you're looking for a golf league to jump into, head out to the Social House. Maybe... You just want to go out there because it's renovated. It's new. All they're doing now is finishing up the parking lot. That's it. Everything else on the inside, the building, beautiful, beautiful place. The expansion turned out to be awesome. So if you haven't been there lately, get out to the social house. Tell Dan Della and the whole staff we said howdy. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show. We continue on. If you are heading downtown and you want to get to a rooftop bar, don't forget about MKE Brewing. The rooftop is now open. They have music up there as well. So uh, check out some of the offerings at MKE Brewing. Also, the start point for our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 4th. Uh, so if you're looking for uh, uh, some great craft beers, uh, a little bit of food at Bottle House 42, or maybe a, a rooftop view of the Fiserv Forum in downtown Milwaukee, there you go. Go to 9th Street, MKE Brewing. You're good to go. That's MKE Brewing. Good stuff. Um, hey, Ben, did they uh, did the LIV tour, is that a men's only tour? Or did they open it up to the females as well? I think it's only men, at least I at this so point. I thought so, too. It does have yeah. some Firefest vibes for me. I don't know if you watched that documentary during COVID a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. No. Um, that whole music festival with with Ja Rule, I think that was just right. a complete sham. This thing does have those vibes for me. Like it's just not going to happen. Like they're going to play, but I, I don't see how it really sustains itself. They're talking about it being on YouTube and all this extra stuff the players are going to do with like media and fans and stuff. I it, it just the the idea I guess is okay, but I can't see the execution. And then Greg Norman mm-hmm. is obviously spearheading it, and we know how he fares, you know, in the last couple holes of majors. So that, th- there will be some hiccup along the way, I guess. Yeah, which I think will um, crater it. I uh, there was a comedian that was over there, and I can't remember who it was, but talked about when you got there, it was like 
they treated you really well, but it was almost like you were under arrest coming there. That they, There's a very specific way to do things. This is what you do. This is how you do it. You know, you're, you're, you know, there's just, you're very, uh, women are very much a secondary citizen. Well, there's no doubt about that. And um, then you basically do your thing. They pay you whatever. They don't care. Money's no object. And then you get out. It's, it's, it's really, now I've never been to Dubai. I've never been to any particular area like that. So I can't honestly tell you I know anything firsthand. But uh, there's, um, there, there's a, like you said, there's a vibe about it. Um, you know, Brooklyn says, uh, as a golfer, it almost feels like you're, excuse me, you're making a lot of money, but you're selling your soul to the devil. I, I don't know. I, I, it's certainly, it certainly, I, I guess in many eyes seems that way. And you're also kind of turning your back on the PGA, um, as Freddie says, uh, the PGA has been screwing these guys for years, making all the money and not paying out the purses. I I don't know. I don't know what kind of money the PGA gets. I, I don't know. I mean, the per, to, to, tell me, look at it this way. The majority of the money for the purse, you, you make good money. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you play four rounds of golf and you're the number one golfer in that particular tournament, you can make over a million bucks. But where the money begins to come in is in sponsorship deals. When you do get big wins behind you, um, and you do get money per tournament, uh, you know, if you finish in a certain level, so to speak, if you make, if you're in the top, you know, 50, if you're top 30, if you make the cut and then kind of go from there. But, uh, but, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much money the PGA makes versus how much the players actually make. It has never seemed to be an issue. Have you ever heard of the controversy or a controversy about the PGA and the amount of money the players make? On the tournament, Ben? Yeah, there's been talk about it with this whole thing. A lot of it also goes to the decisions made in terms of where tournaments are played and mm-hmm. maybe like how everything is run, I guess. But I, it's all stuff that's been brought up now. I haven't seen any numbers. Yeah, I haven't ever heard of players like very, very, very outspoken that I'm not playing it because it's the only game in town. So Which, sometimes you don't talk about it because you don't want to bite off the hand that feeds you, I guess. I guess that's the argument from the live golf point of view. It's there's a monopoly and we want to establish right. competition and all the players are like, yeah, it's going to make the PGA tour better instead of thinking it could also really negatively affect it. I guess it's kind of like when the USFL came into existence and early on it had traction. I mean, ultimately, you can see the LIV. The only way the LIV fails is if those who are running it, who have more money than God, decide not to put the money into it anymore. Because some of the pockets, a million dollars is is like you and I paying five bucks. It's it's some of these guys, a million bucks is no big deal. So I'm just wondering how long this lasts um, you know, and, and, you know, you can't forget, I think the PGA, correct me if I'm wrong, the PGA is also a nonprofit. 
because of the community work they do and the money they spend. I think they also get the uh, the tax exemption as a nonprofit. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, and if you know, let me know. Um, 877-867-1670. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting because, and this may, you know, it, it was funny because the USFL is kind of what brought about some of free agency because players were signing more money and getting more money. If I remember, if you ever saw the, uh, the, the, uh, I think it's a 30 for 30 on the USFL. And that players were going there because of the money they were paying. You know, Steve Young, Herschel Walker, these guys, a big name ilk, uh, were coming out and going to the U.S. Jim Kelly, going to the USFL because they were willing to pay more. And they they went against the NFL. Well, finally, um, it wasn't necessarily the NFL that did in the USFL. It was... If you watch the documentary and you listen to a lot of the owners, it was Donald Trump and the greed that came along with it and the ego. And then he just kind of ruined things and some of the franchises began to fail and and that was it. And then they had to ultimately fold because they just couldn't compete anymore to what the NFL was doing. But the, the NFL did change uh, in some aspects because of the USFL. So you wonder if the LIV is going to change the PGA in any way. I don't know. Just thinking out loud. It's interesting. I mean, I don't really know how much money was behind the USFL, but I cannot imagine it was close to this. Like the purses for these events they're doing, uh, I think it's like 50 people in the field. $25 million is the purse. That's more than any PGA Tour event ever. Like they are just throwing money at these people. Right. And the money they're giving you just to come and play. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's, it's you know, the PGA does it, but the PGA doesn't put out this kind of money. I mean, like you said, some of these guys are, you know, seniors in college and head of the golf teams and such, and they're getting already $6 million contracts just to go there and play in it. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if the PGA begins to feel that brunt at all. Uh, 877-867. Yeah, uh, Scott says, don't forget the PGA gets the benefits of being a nonprofit. Lots of money not going to the players. Well, we'll see if that actually opens up the purses a little bit. There also will be more names, by the way. There are six uh, holes in the field that have yet to be filled. And a mm-hmm. lot of the uh, talk around the Twitter sphere is that they're all people that are playing in the Memorial this weekend and didn't want to offend Jack. <laughs> well, that's, that's yes. Because remember, Jack was offered $150 million and turned it down to be the the representation, the face of the LIV. Didn't Greg Norman take the money? Yeah, Greg Norman is the head of it. That's where all yeah. of the Masters collapse jokes is, jokes come from. Yep. Um, Sam Decker posted this and said, uh, you, uh, you have a, um, well, he can't say exactly what he said, but $125 million guaranteed money, guaranteed uh, uh, of money, if you go to the LIV golf after Dustin Johnson agreed to the 120, just to go play, that's a, it's a $125 million deal 
for Dustin Johnson just to go play, just to be there. That's not to win the tournament. That is just to be there and play in the LIV. That's that's crazy. But like I said, they got that kind of money. No doubt. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh give us a buzz. Hey, a big honor for himself. I'll tell you what I'm talking about when we come back. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Today and you're going, damn, what was that? Akapui. Akapui. And uh, you're doing it because uh, maybe you got bed bugs? Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee bed bug pros. Those are the guys. <laughs> Not that uh, you have to, you know, give that uh, kind of a description, but uh, you know what I'm talking about. Milwaukee bed bug pros. And it's that time of year when you start to get to the warmth in the house and the attic and stuff start to move and the critters and the, and the critters and stuff. Uh, yeah, give them a call, 414-877-5811, 414-877-5811. That's the Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. Um, I, I've done this in my home where the, uh, and I talked about this all the time, the stink bugs. Uh, I don't know how you get them or where they come from, but once the warm weather hits, they started to move. And so I had these guys come in, do my house. I, I haven't seen one since. I think I saw one. I take that back. I don't want to lie to you. I think I've seen one. But it used to be I'd get, you know, a bunch. And I'm not talking like, you know, one a, a day or anything. But I'd get one or two or three, four in a week, you know. And if you ever run over those things by accident with your vacuum, oh, you might as well sell the house. Holy God, do they stink. And that's the reason they got their names. So with stink bugs. But if you travel or maybe you are a uh, property owner and you've got an investment property and you've got some people living there and suddenly you got bed bugs. Uh, or roaches or ants or something. First of all, these guys are extremely discreet. They don't come over blowing a horn with a giant bug on top of their van. You know what I'm saying? And uh, then they show up and they, they get the job done. And they do it discreetly. And the best part about it, if you got little kids, no problem. If you got pets, no problem. They can do it. Okay? Don't worry about it. Let them tell let them tell you what they can do. 414-877-5811. Call Michael. 414-877-5811. 5811 or go to com. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com or call them 414-877-5811. And they do it all throughout the area. It's not just Milwaukee, just an FYI. So it's where they're located, but don't let the phone number fool you. 414-877-5811. Just give them a call. Um, so we had a guy on the line that was uh, so, he's like earwormed, Ben, from yesterday. He took major exception to our caller that said to be a sport, it has to have a stick, a ball, or a wheel. <laughs> and as a instigator of this entire discussion, I am very yes. proud that the people are riled up. Okay. You did, you did start it, didn't you? Of course so his argument. So his argument would be then what? Well, he, he named all of the great floor gymnasts, uh, track stars, swimmers. To yeah. which I responded, that their legs are wheels. 
God. <laughs> yeah, because then you would consider like Michael Phelps, no. And when you're going against the clock. Does the clock play defense? Does the clock play the defense? And that would be considered a competition, not a sport, but tell that, uh, you know, Bonnie Blair Crookshank or, you know, Jansen or any of those guys that won speed skating or something to that effect. Yeah. You well, know? here's here's the other thing before I turn my mic off. I, oh, God. I was talking to my friend about this yesterday because I mentioned we had discussed it on air. So this has carryover. This this show has become the water cooler nomenclature for uh, for you off the air. How cool is that? Well, also, this is a discussion that has been ongoing since <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you when. Probably like five okay. years. Okay. It, it's a constant argument. Whenever we do an activity, we have to argue if it's a sport. So right. I, talking about extreme sports, like d- insane downhill skiing, uh, not skydiving, but all of the in, uh, like ski jumping, you go to the X Games, all that kind of stuff. And, I, and downhill skiing as well with the gates and your turns and stuff. I argue that the gravity is playing defense on you in those settings. Then this is what we should do. If we're going to settle this, what we should do is just begin taking people's sports or whatever it is they want to ask and just give it to us. Just say chess and then we'll tell you what it is as a big chess guy, not as, you know, as a big chess guy. Um, You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's other things that can be considered sports or what have you, and we can put them into categories. You know what I mean? And we'll just, that's our, we'll, we'll just be the judge and jury and give you the definitive answer as to what is and is not an actual sport competition or stupid. That'll be our three. If you call up and you ask us about, you know, throwing jarts off of your back porch over a tree branch and into the circle, uh, <laughs> that's just stupid. Okay. Uh, you can call it a sport and you can make it a competition in your backyard, but stupid. Uh, but, you know, we can talk about, you know, what it, like chess, competition, darts, competition, that type of thing, you know. But we can finally end this. We'll be the judge and jury and end it all. And then you can just put it into a category, uh, whether it's a sport, competition, or stupid. And then we'll kind of go from there. And uh, that way we just give the definitive answer and we argue over each one. And then we come to a, a, a consensus by the time it's all said and done. And that will be what we go with. This is something I would love to do. I figure it would drive you completely crazy. What's that? Do, do exactly what I said? Having to answer calls for an entire day with people yeah. just throwing out random lawn activities. Okay. Yeah. I, first of all, badminton with your family, stupid. Badminton as something in the Olympics, sport. Still stupid. Still stupid, but a sport. You know, you can't, you can't deny it. But it's, you know, it is what it is. So, but then we'll, 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 we'll do that. We'll just put it, put it down. Stupid, you've got the 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 subcategory of stupid, but a sport if you're putting it in the Olympics. Some of the sports that are in the Olympics should not be in the Olympics. They're not Olympic sports. You know, they, they're just not. That thing when you go the, down the, the ice in the little capsule thing? The the uh, the luge or yeah, the bobsled? Yeah, the luge. Both of the them, luge. honestly. Okay, luge and bobsled. Are you asking me if they're a sport? No, I was just naming them as stupid Olympic okay. sports. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I got to admit, I love those. 
I, I don't I love watching it. I well I shouldn't say that. I I love watching it. Do I think it's a sport? I think it's a competition. <laughs> it's competition. You're falling into the trap again. I don't mind. That's okay. Um I will though. If anyone disparages chess, I will come to chess's defense every day of the week. Chess? Long-time chess, chess guy. Um yeah, chess is a competition. It is. I would That's say it's it. more mentally taxing than than anything I've ever done. I think the determining factor could become then if you have to sweat. Oh, if you look at some of the people I was playing against in tournaments as yeah. a little eighth grader, uh, they were sweating. But a not, fat drunk slob is is not a, a an athlete. There was sweat involved. <laughs> they were sweat. say that. Oh, you disgusting. know, it's it's like that kid. Like like uh, it, oh god, here we go. Uh, this is from Anthony. He says, "What about the spelling bee? Spelling bee is a competition. That's it." Uh, he says there is sweating involved. Oh, only for the kids that pass out, and I we shouldn't laugh, but we do. That I'll never forget. <laughs> we'll have to. <laughs> We have to pull it up. We're the one kid. I, I, he. They ask him a, a word, and he goes, "C or whatever the how the Albert was to spell it." He's like C H, and then he starts to go. <laughs> he just goes down. Oh, I have it. It just becomes overwhelming, and I, I have feel it, but so I should bad for this kid. I, I feel so bad. I have it, but I should not play it. What's that? The actual spelling? I no. I like found the audio of it. Oh, okay. We used to play. We used to do the spelling bee on my show. We, you know, years ago, we used to get into that and then put the words up on the program to see if we could actually spell them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd bring that back. Yep. Yep. Um, Patrick says, if uh, you can pull a muscle, break a bone, uh, dismantle your will, it's a sport. <laughs> And by the way, Brandon says, if you don't think uh, cool, uh, uh, bobsledding isn't a sport, go watch Cool Runnings. <laughs> See, if Bob's, if your point of reference for bobsled is a movie with John Candy and Maka trying to teach these guys how to bobsled, that's, that's your point of reference? So, <laughs> oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Here we go. What about the hot dog eating contest? You just said it. You called it a contest. It's a competition. You, the, you do sweat. <laughs> I will say that. Are the hot dog sticks? Yeah. You. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what about water polo? I don't even know why that exists. I don't know why it exists. Stupid. <laughs> um. Well, no, it's it's soccer in the water. I mean, it would it would be considered a sport. You know, it's as if we're dubbing it some higher than higher than high. You know, giving it a title. You know, these sports of water polo. What about regular polo? You know, when the athlete is really the horse, horse racing, they call it the sport of kings. It's not a sport. Your fat ass king ain't doing anything. You're throwing down some ducats on it. That's it. The horse is doing all the work. The jockey has something to do with it, but no, 
No, when when something else is, well, I can't say that because the jockeys do have to guide the horse. I got to maul that one over. That would be like saying our race car drivers, athletes. They have wheels. They have wheels. I, I would say yes, and, and the only reason I say that is because I have driven a race car, and it is it is physically grueling. And I can't imagine doing a 500-mile race. I, I just I couldn't do it. Um, I would say yes, because the video game is hard as hell. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. The video game is hard as hell. I was cramping up in my biceps. The thumbs get tired. Oh, my Come on. God. Yeah. Oh, holy mackerel. We're getting it all now. All right, let's do this. Final segment of the show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Here we go. Holy crap. Oh, my God. Speaking of sports and video games and such, I want to tell you who's uh, getting an honor. I'll give you that coming up here in just a second. Uh, this portion of the pro- program talks about our good friends over there at San Giorgio and Calderone Club. The best Italian food, most authentic pizzas you're going to put in your grill. It's all downtown right there on Old World 3rd Street across from the Hyatt. Downtown Milwaukee. Fantastic stuff. Uh, the best, tell Gino and the staff and Robin, every, we, 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 we support them the hell out of them. I mean, they're just great food, great place, great ambiance. Always somebody you may know or want to know walking through that place. Uh, you can see players and umpires and officials and all that kind of stuff in there as well all the time after a ball game or before a game. So, uh, check out our friends, Gino and the gang at Calderon club and San Giorgio. Ask for the bill, Bill Michaels on either side. Uh, I know they pair it up with, uh, cider boys. Uh, so don't forget about that. But uh, you want to get the Bill Michaels, the Penny Pasta, you get the Bill Michaels pizza, good stuff, and you get it with the Cider Boys. Oh, all the pizza's fantastic. Great, great stuff. Check it out. All from our friends Gino and the gang down there at Calderon Club in San Giorgio. Here we go, Ben. Uh, you screwed me on this. Uh, so chess, poker, billiards, marbles from Cassidy, uh, they're all games or and or competition, if you will. I think game okay. works well. Game, competition, whatever. Okay. Uh, speaking of getting the honor for an e-game, John Madden is going to be on the cover of his own game in 2023 in remembrance of John Madden. So Madden, uh, Madden NFL game is uh, 2023 is going. We don't have to worry about uh, the Madden jinx. He will be uh, on the cover. He's going to be honored with the 2023 video game cover. So for those that were wondering, yes, John Madden will be uh, will be there. Um, now I've got cheerleading. Cheerleading is a competition. I know it's physical. I get it. Um, there's because you're you're kind of graded. Uh, in it, you know, you got judges rather than, you know, you actually scoring points or what have you, I guess. Um, I consider the cheerleading thing a competition more than anything. Uh, 
Uh, I would assume this is probably uh, somebody that's trying to email you, Ben, but uh, they want to know if pole dancing is a sport. <laughs> Let's just go with stupid, okay? But pole dancing. I, I'm not going to argue in favor. They said, is dance a sport like ballroom dancing? No, that's a competition. Pole dancing uh, well, unless you're doing it for money, is don't even ask me about it. It's stupid. Goes into competition. It's stupid. Should I be writing so, all this know, down? We we probably should be. Uh, <laughs> Wayne says chess is a sport. Chess is not a sport. Chess is a game. It's a competition. Uh, Steven says World Series of Poker could either be a contest or a competition. Uh, it's uh, a game contest competition you're right what about curling eric says curling is a sport curling is a sport and i go by the statute if you will via the supreme court in regards to pornography i can't specifically define it all the time but i know it when i see it i know what it is when i look at it curling is a sport it involves sticks and somewhat of a wheel or a ball. But there you go. Um, so what you're saying is sports are just pornography. They're like pornography. You know it when you see it. You know if it's a sport or not. Um, this is from Anthony. Um, says, What about judo or taekwondo? Well, if it's like boxing and like UFC fighting and you're fighting, that's a sport. But if you're just breaking bricks, it's competition. Does that make sense? There you go. Um, uh, Marge says, you're an idiot if you think that anything involving an animal is a sport. Ooh. What about camel racing? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Um, had to pull, by the way, had to pull over and text this. Uh, I said horse racing, you could, the, the only way you could consider it a sport would be because of the jockeys and the physicality it takes to move the beast that is. That's the only way you could consider it. But like dog racing at the track, which is pretty much non-existent, um, no, that's not a sport. Bullfighting. No. I think... Well, you you can consider bullfighting a sport because if you lose, that's the ultimate, you know? <laughs> getting getting gored. And if you got a shot at losing your life in something like that, then you might have to consider it that. But, yeah, I'm not going to go there on that one. I feel like horse, say? horse racing is a sport for the horses, but not for the jockeys. Well, you, you know, I couldn't do it. You know, my big ass would be flopped over the <laughs> over the rail. I'd be laying in the grass, man, being having dirt kicked in my face. There's there's an art to it. Um, what about dock diving with dogs? What dock diving? That's where you throw the the you know the frisbee or whatever out, and the dogs go get it. It's called dock diving. No, you're throwing something for your dog to go get. Wait, isn't that just playing fetch 
That's yeah, in water. <laughs> what in the world? Oh man, Justin says uh, uh, cliff diving. No, that's a competition. One thing brought <laughs> up dot dot dot, but you could die. Well, it's still a competition. Just saying. One thing brought up is big water kayaking. Like, you know, the, the guys that go over the 100-foot waterfalls and do yeah. rivers that haven't been done. And that's where I argue that gravity plays a defense, therefore making that it a sport. That could be a sport. Yeah, there, there's a sport there. As someone it, again, it goes under the pornography description. It looks like a sport. I'm going to call it a sport. <laughs> I'm, I'm not This is taking a real turn. This is taking a real turn. As, as a former whitewater kayaker, I'm going to... Uh, Plead the fifth. <laughs> this, 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 the whole show just about 20 minutes ago just bottomed out. You know, it's 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 like a bad pair of pants, and when I'm doing squats, just my ass fell out, and it's just there. And it's just there's nothing you can do about it, and it's just, it's just bad. It just fell out. Ah, what a way to end this thing. It's like, man, you're running a race, you're doing really, really well, things are just churning right along, and then, bam, you blow a tire, you're leaking oil, and this is the way you cross the finish line. Dead last with flabby smoke coming out of you. (laughs) That'll do it. That'll do it. Watch the match tonight. That's coming up. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Brewers and Cubs tonight. We'll talk about that tomorrow and whatever the hell else we can think of. That's it. Till we talk again tomorrow, have a going. <laughs> the Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.